Genre. Welcome to Lord of the Rings Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie The Two Towers, one 14-foot-tall tree puppet at a time. <laughs> I'm Norman Mitchell. <laughs> I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. And today we're talking about Minute 41, which starts with Tree Board. Uh, tree Beard. Tree Borg. <laughs> starts with Tree Beard. Resistance is futile, little orc. <laughs> Starts with Treebeard. <laughs> I mean, it's a robot. Oh. Uh, starts with Treebeard saying, Vraurum, and ends with him saying, Sounds like orc mischief to me. Yes. So this this entire minute is just Treebeard carrying, in Mary, carrying Mary and Pippin in his hands and occasionally squeezing them when they talk to him. Like he's, he's just frustrated and not sure what to do. And just that's that's the whole minute, and it's just the similar perspective for most of it, of kind of looking at Merry and Pippin awkwardly being held in the hands of this fourteen foot tall animatronic. So, until we were watching the behind the scenes stuff, it never occurred to me that this wasn't a completely digital effect. Like the wide shot is, uh, but I didn't realize that like they actually made. A tree puppet. Yep. That's crazy. They made a tree beard Muppet. Well, it's not a Muppet because it's not someone inside or like it's an animatronic. That's true. Which is more horrifying because it's 14 feet tall and. Because knowing what the actual. You have to like trust your actors with it. Right. And (laughs) knowing what the animatronic Hobbit faces look like, I have to wonder what the not digital touch up that they did looked like. For a tree beard? Yeah. Because his face is digital in these shots. Right. So what did the animatronic face look like? I don't know. Probably like, I don't know. Was it like, I imagine it was horrifying. Did it have a face? Yeah, so that it had something to interact with. Oh my god. So it's just like exposed like, you know when, um, like, you've seen that vine of like Tickle Me Elmo without the fur? Or like Furbies. Yeah, so it just like makes the... Clank, click, clicky, clank, clank when it's like talking. Yeah. Oh, that's so scary. It's like that. <laughs> it's like that Furby organ. Furby organ. <laughs> oh man, which is like I don't know. Once he actually like starts playing that video, once he actually like starts playing music with it, it's not so bad. But the whole video leading up to it is just a nightmare. Just like fifty Furbies <laughs> strapped to this thing. I don't I don't need that anywhere near me. He Thank hacked all their motherboards much. and soldered them to an antique organ. Dude, he's gonna wake up one day and all of those Furbies are just gonna be around him. Yep. Probably. Staring at him. Just crying out for their souls. <laughs> anyway. So yeah, no, it's a really cool like feat of behind the scenes movie engineering, but at the same time, like I I don't know if we've talked about this on mic because there aren't any reasons for me to be talking about robots uh, in Lord of the Rings, but I'm afraid of robots and the idea of acting against a 14 foot tall tree robot um, is particularly 
scary to me. Uh, <laughs> because, like, what if it drops you? I know they're, like, probably harnessed in or whatever, but, like, what no, if, what if it, it just tips over? What if it tips over? Yeah. And you're strapped in and then it just falls on you. Well, apparently it wasn't comfortable to sit in regardless. Oh. Okay. They, they complain a lot about having to sit uh, in a way that was very uncomfortable for their their parts. What? In the commentary. Billy, Billy Boyd and Dominic Monaghan both make rather Wait, so rather like graphic. A, like a bench? or Yeah, I guess, but it's like between their legs. Oh, they're like straddling it? Yeah, so they have like a oh. reverse bicycle seat. Ow. That's how they describe it. Uh, that just sounds uncomfortable. Yeah, it really does. It sounds very uncomfortable. <laughs> Joke about how afterwards Dom just doesn't feel anything down there anymore. Ha uh-huh. ha. I love how silly those two are in the cast commentary. Yeah, they just they just go on. Yeah, they just don't give a shit. Uh- <laughs> yeah, they really don't. They're just they're just here to have fun. This this commentary opens up for the cast commentary of them like whispering, whispering to, to each, each other, other like who started last time? Should I go first? Should you go first? And then Elijah Wood's like, hello and welcome, because he's like trying to be professional. Hey, guys. <laughs> I feel like that sums up our podcast, too. Like, we try and be professional, but really. Then we just, just joke about things. Here to have fun. Yeah. I mean, if we weren't having fun, why would we be doing this? I don't know. Why am I doing this? No, <laughs> shit. <laughs> I like talking to you. Um, about tree borgs. <laughs> tree borg. That's Robo a, tree. That's a Doctor Who episode. Tree um, borg. Yeah, the, the angels two barter. Oh. With the forest, that's the oxygen system in the ship. Remember? Um, yeah, I guess. It calls them tree borgs because they're all like wired. Into... Anyway, doc- <laughs> that's Doctor Who. I totally forgot they call them tree borgs. Yeah, that's weird. So Treebeard was one of the one of the uh, first things that they nailed down the design for, apparently. A guy named Daniel Faulkner, who works for Weta, went off and did a sketch while they were doing thoughts about what Treebeard was going to look like and came back with a sketch. And Peter Jackson was just like, that's it. We're done. <laughs> Sweet. It looks like that. <laughs> Case closed, I guess. <laughs> Sweet. Good job, man. <laughs> that's pretty cool. And I think we've mentioned this already in the podcast, but uh, John Reese davies is the voice of Treebeard. Yes. And he tries to make his uh, his lines as Treebeard sound like he's speaking on the inhale as best as he can. Mm. That's why you get these kind of really odd breaths in the middle of sentences as Treebeard. Well, he has a good point. Like, trees don't use... Trees don't have lungs. Yeah, so the, how, would, how would a tree even talk? Yeah. Because in the commentary, like goes off about like you know it was a really interesting challenge for me trying to figure out how treebeard would speak because he's a tree and trees don't have lungs and we only have voices because air passes through our vocal cords right (laughs) very like philosophical and and methodical about his way of thinking very very clinical and i was like what like i wouldn't even think to like think about about that that. like tree anatomy but because I'm breathing through my leaves. It's uh, botany, right? Yeah. No, trees are uh, is uh, arbor. Uh, the, arbory. Yeah. Um. Yeah, like Arbor Day, like tree. Yeah, day. yeah. <laughs> and then botany is like other plants, plants and yeah. then horticulture is other plants. Horticulture is I don't I don't know what that is. I'm gonna pretend that is all these all these separate 
things, but it's all plants. Yeah. It's all green things. Things that grow. Um, all so... have a share love of things that grow. So, of course, they have stories about the ants. Okay, yeah, that was my question. Because he calls... Uh, Pippin says, uh, uh, the tree is talking, and Treebeard's like, Tree? I am no tree. I am an ant. And Mary's just like, oh, yeah. Like, he's immediately picking up what Treebeard's a putting tree down. A tree herder. Yeah. A shepherd of the forest. <laughs> and I was like, how does he know what these things are? Like, how does he know... I guess in the stories of the old forest, there would have been like, oh, maybe they're ants. Yeah, I think that's kind of the implication we get because, you know, if five minutes ago, Mary was just like talking about stories of the old forest right. on the borders of Buckland. And sometimes people said even the trees moved. Mm-hmm. So if there's stories of ants in the old forest, that makes sense. Isn't that where the ant wives are? Maybe. Who but, knows? Like, nobody put it together. Like, I thought it was implied that, like, the wives are in the Shire. I mean, I've always felt that way because there's this implication that they went north and never came back. And, like, the place in the north that's, you know, got life in it is the Shire. Yeah. But no one really knows. Okay. But I've always felt that that's the implication. Yeah, me too. I just didn't remember if it was canon or explicitly stated in the canon. It's or not. not explicitly stated, okay. no. But I've always felt that that's the implication because, like, there's this thing in the Shire, like, there's rumors that the trees have been moving in the north or whatever. yeah. So, yeah, it's a cool thing. Where are the Entwives? We lost them. But, okay, so Mary and Pippin, like, pretty much grew up down the street from each other. Yeah. So, like... Pippin obviously doesn't give a damn about the woods. I guess. Mary's a little more, like, into the whimsy stuff. Pippin is a troublemaker. Pippin's into whimsy, just not natural whimsy. <laughs> His unnatural whimsy. <laughs> He's a necromancer. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I'd call that whimsy. <laughs> it all depends on your point of view. Um, <laughs> as I send my zombie army after you. Um, ha ha ha. But I I like Treebeard. Like, it's, it's cool that we get Treebeard so quote-unquote early in the movie um, in the long run. You gotta you gotta set up your ends. Right. You have to you have to get to this as quick as you like reasonably can to set up the fall of Isengard at the end of the movie. Yeah. We gotta get we gotta get to these ends. Gotta get to this end. Like the pacing of this so far is it's all right. Like we have we have all these loose ends from the first one so we're kind of like Giving them enough time to really breathe, but also, yeah. or, like, become reinvested, like, Frodo and Sam, and, like, the introduction of Gollum, and then, like, oh, where's Aragorn and Gimli and Legolas, and right. then we have Merry and Pippin doing their Merry and Pippin thing. Right, like, in comparison to, like, the Fellowship theatrical, which I feel, like, kind of changes the feel of some scenes, the the Two Towers theatrical, especially in the first part, feels really rushed to me. Um, I didn't feel like it was rushed, but there are some, like, really iconic stuff that was just missing that I picked up on. Mm. Like the, I don't know, like the elvish rope. Real elvish rope. Um, but I don't feel like it's rushed, but it's also, in the extended, there's a little more room to breathe, but it's also not drawn out, I feel. Yeah, I feel like they don't dwell, like, too long on things. Yet. I don't think we're going to start to feel extended (laughs) 
extended edition fatigue until we get to like Helm's Deep. Yeah. Because it's just so long. I am excited, but also not excited. Mm. But I'm sure there will be something. Well, we get to your favorite thing. Yes. That's, yes. And we get to my favorite thing. It's like not even, I like, unironically, like legitimately, that stupid scene with the freaking shield down the stairs is like my favorite thing. And then we get to something (laughs) that, like, I find annoyingly confusing. What? Where did those horses come from? Oh, but that's not that's not even till the end of the movie. I know. <laughs> you gotta save it. Um But it's it's like what we were talking about with Rohan. Like where did the horses there were like fifty horses and then they ride away and then there's like two hundred horses. <laughs> right. It's like like twenty horses run by them and then we look at them from behind and there's like fifty horses. And then they circle them and there's like twenty horses again. And then they ride away and there's like two hundred horses. What what happened? Their power. Who has horses in their pockets? <laughs> Where are they going? <laughs> Little miniature horses. They can grow to full size. Yeah, dude. Like those, um, those like Barbie sets with the horses. Or like just... Polly Pockets? Yeah. Oh my God. I, as your like stereotypical horse girl, I would absolutely <laughs> love tiny horses in my pocket, but. Then I can feed them little pieces of grass. Anyway, um, let's talk about Treebeard. Treebeard. Sad Treebeard. Sad Treebeard. Angry Treebeard. Well. Just generally upset. Yeah. Tree? I am no tree. (laughs) I am on nobody's side because nobody's on my side. And you wrote down, and you wrote down. Eeyore Treebeard. Yeah, I did. And that's a very Eeyore thing to say. Yeah, no, it's always struck me as, like, a very, like, Eeyore from Winnie the Pooh kind of, like, oh, well, like... (laughs) Oh, darn. What's his, like, oh, bother is is Pooh's catchphrase, but, like, I don't remember Eeyore's Sighing. It's been a while. (laughs) Sighing. Just general malaise. Yeah, just, (laughs) I don't wanna. (laughs) No, thank you. But... I don't know, like, that's such, like, a, like, an emo teenager thing, like, nobody's on my side. I'm not on anyone's side, because nobody's on mine. Yeah. Grumble, grumble, barum, barum. (laughs) As he's stomping through the forest, occasionally squeezing... Nobody cares about orcs anymore. Right? Occasionally squeezing these little orcs, unsure of whether or not he should kill them. Yeah, he had no qualms about stepping on their, their, like, supposed friend. If they're actual orcs. Right? And he's Because he's just not 100% sure they're little orcs. It's just the only thing he can think of to call them. Yeah. Has he ever had a conversation with an orc? Probably not. It's probably the most an orc has ever spoken to him. That's probably from why his perspective. he's just like... Orcs they... don't talk to the trees. <laughs> but you're not an elf. And you're too small to be a man. You must be an orc. Yeah. What the hell is a hobbit? I think one of my favorite tree breed lines is next minute. Like, the very start of the next minute. Because mm. it's alliterative, and I like alliteration. But, Me too. Um, I I really like John Reese davies um, voice for Treebeard. I think it's really interesting what he's doing with it. And it's like, I don't know, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I think it really works. Yeah. It doesn't come true. across as silly. Uh, Peter Jackson and Fran and Philippa talk a little bit in the commentary about... How easy it is to kind of make fun of the idea of Treebeard. Oh, yeah. It's like, still, it's like, oh, the trees are coming alive. Right. It's just like, well, how, how do you, and like, 
pretty much you, all like, the commentaries talk about like how, how do you take a walking talking tree seriously like but he's a super serious character yeah but he's a walking talking tree it's like oh okay all right then how do you how do you i he I don't remember what it looks like because I haven't seen the Ralph Bakshi one in forever and I haven't looked it up. But Peter Jackson talks about how he didn't, he never really liked the look of the Ralph, Ralph Bakshi tree beard. I've never seen the Bakshi Lord of the Rings. Oh my God, he looks like a little old man. He, he looks like a big carrot. That's amazing. That's what they said in the commentary. He looks like a carrot and he kind of does. Yeah. He looks really weird. He looks like Merlin from Sword in the Stone, like Disney Sword in the Stone, As crossed a tree. with a dinosaur and a carrot. That's that's so weird. Uh, <laughs> I'm not about that. It's kind of cute. Yeah, but it's that's, he's got like a little weird little pig nose. Yeah, but it's not what. <laughs> but that's not what Treebeard should look like. Like, how are you supposed to take that seriously? It's. I'm sure the fact that it's animated helps. Yeah, that's true. But he's got these weird, like, he doesn't look like a tree. He's just got, like, weird little bushes on top of him. He looks like a tree man. Not a tree that can speak. Yeah. He doesn't look like a tree. He just looks like a dude with little trees growing on him. He looks like, um, like a reject dryad. You, you, know, what, <laughs> you know what I'm talking this the, about? This is the ugly dryad. Oh, <laughs> but like a dude instead of a lady. And, like, he's got weird little stubby legs and really long arms mm. and like a like he's got a beard because his name he's is tree beard, beard. yeah <laughs> that's that's the other part of like the the thing that's animatronic is like his facial expression and the beard are cgi like when you're looking at him mm. and then the wide shot is a totally cg tree beard i like the sound effect as he's walking I like the sound that his footsteps make because they're like echoey, but not. It seems weird to me that it would echo very far because it's a really old forest and all the trees are growing close together. But his footsteps are so heavy. Yeah. And like, because they're so heavy and like, he's obviously so big and heavy, you would think that his footsteps would echo more, but they kind of like deaden as he steps. Yeah. I like that they, there's like weight to them and there's just like i like all the creaking yeah as he's moving like when you like when you bend a stick it just reminds me of old ships yeah like they probably use some of those same noises yeah like they do for the armor yeah that's what it reminds me of just like really big old planks of wood or like an old house when you're stepping around the creaks and yeah, the, yeah. and the bends and the the echoes behind wood like our friend's house that was built in like the 1700s. Right. And everywhere <laughs> you step is just like screech. Yeah. Creak. Stuff's haunted, man. <laughs> I don't trust that house. But I I don't know. I think the tree beard effect is really, has aged very well. Yeah. It looks, it actually like looks really good. And like, I like the texturing of his face and the... Like, the close-up shots where Mary, like, you see Mary and Pippin in his hands. You can tell that, or at least I can tell that the leaves are fake. Um, but I think the overall effect is really done well. Yeah, it's pulled together really well. The lighting obviously helps. Yes. Uh, we'll get to examine Treebeard in fuller light later on. Yeah. 
like get an idea of what's going on. But for right now, Treebeard is trying to figure out what what these two little creatures are, if they're really little orcs. He doesn't know what a hobbit is. He thinks it's orc mischief. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of like the Bakshi Treebeard. He's kind of cute. It's like a weird, cute little tree goblin. <laughs> it's like a squat little tree goblin. It's like right next to a picture of the Balrog from the it's Bakshi very, animation. That's the Balrog? Yeah. It looks like a... I don't know what it looks like. Like a demon in a Renaissance painting, kind of? <laughs> yeah, yeah, kind of. I mean, that's that's not inappropriate. Yeah. But like Treebeard, they really wanted him to look like... Legitimate? Like a tree, but not like just a tree. Yeah. It's a very fine line to walk. I, I've always liked how like his twisted... The twisted uh, branches on the top of his head almost look like he's wearing a hat. I've never picked up on that. I guess I'll have to look at it more tomorrow. Like, that's kind of the way it's always looked to me. It's like he's wearing a little hat. <laughs> Good day to you, mm. little orcs. <laughs> Tip my branches. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that would be very painful. He's going to bow to them. Because trees have bows. <sighs> You didn't have a look on your face like you caught my pun, so I had to, I felt the need to explain. Um, you're welcome. Wow, that was so bad. I know. All puns bit. are bad. I strive to find the worst pun possible. I love it. So this is this is kind of a light day. Not a lot happens here. It's just just our introduction to Treebeard. After he so wonderfully opened his eyes to a shrieking hobbit on Friday. Ooh! <laughs> I still just don't understand how Billy Boyd made that noise. How did Fran make the, uh, the, the Nazgul? That's almost more understandable to me. Why? Because it's like, it's like straight up shrieky. Men can shriek. Right. But I mean, it's like straight up shrieky. Like the noise Billy Boyd makes... Sounds like stilted and unnatural. It's not like what? a scream. It's like a weird like. It's just like shock disgust. It's just, it's just it's a just, weird like trembling noise. Like he found a, a giant spider in his bed, just like whoo. I don't know. It just sounds so unnatural. <laughs> Thanks for joining us today, everybody. <laughs> We're from the website duelinggenre.com. Where you yep. can find us and a bunch of other dueling genre podcasts, movies by minute podcasts, dramas, and various other ones. Mm -hmm. And if you feel so inclined, you can support us on Patreon. And for just $5 a month, get access to a bunch of Patreon-exclusive content from virtually all the podcasts on DuelingGenre.com. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if you, you guys might have noticed that the... Um... Scott Pilgrim versus the Minute Pilot was in our feed. It's because yours truly was is a one of the co-hosts of that show. And if you are not a Patreon member, that is the only episode you're going to hear because that's going to be a Patreon exclusive Minute podcast. So if you listen to it and you enjoyed it, I encourage you to check out the uh, Patreon because there's that and a bunch of other stuff like our um, weekend edition show. We're going to try and do that at least once a month going forward so yeah 
check it out. Yeah. Please and thank you. As always, a special thanks to our Patreon associate producer, Ed Foster. Hope everyone has a great Monday, and we'll be back tomorrow. Bye.